Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right now, let's do the latest on Florida school reopenings. And we've got some developments. Manatee County was always going to be of interest this week because they were the first Tampa Bay area county to reopen their schools. And it was just going to be something to keep an eye on to see how things went. And look, this was bound to happen. And if, what was it, Clearwater Mom who called up and assured me that there was oh, yes. nothing to be concerned right. with. Uh, students weren't going to get it or spread it or anything like that. If she's listening right now, uh, feel free to you can shoot me a, a call, uh, email with the uh, apology. Look, there's going to be cases in these schools. It was inevitable. Right. And a couple of days in, this is the third day that Manatee County Schools have been opened up. Uh, you've got three confirmed cases on three different school campuses. Now, that's not a major outbreak at all. Uh, it's something that, you know, I'm sure they're able to contain. It's going to disrupt life for the kids who came into contact with those three individuals, the teachers and all of that. But that's it's not what we've seen in some other parts of the country or even in Florida. Martin County School District, they've already quarantined 292 students and 14 teachers from at least five high schools after students and staff members displayed signs of COVID-19 symptoms. That's completely upended school in that area. And I said, that's what's going to happen. Because even though we've really done a good job here in Florida bringing those numbers down today, sadly, we crossed the 10,000 death threshold in the state of Florida. But we have brought the numbers down. We have mitigated the spread of the virus over the past month or so. But there's still a lot of coronavirus out there. We don't have it at these suppressed levels of 3% or below. So there's no question there was going to be cases where a student has it or a teacher has it. It spreads around a bit and you have to go to the distance learning and shut things down temporarily and all of that. And, you know, we're seeing it. Look, that's that's not that small of a thing when you've got 300 right. students and you've got a bunch of teachers who now have to be quarantined. That That is disruptive. Uh, we're not at that place in Manatee County, but again, we're only, this is the third day they've been open mm-hmm. and you're already starting to see the cases. So uh, that was why it was so important for, first of all, school districts to, to have a well thought out plan in terms of both reopening the schools and a plan B when inevitably some cases start to pop up. And it was also important for school districts to have a say in when and how they reopen because it's going to be different in all kinds of different areas across the state. Yeah, and I was just thinking about uh, a couple of stories that I wrote earlier this week where there was two teachers, I believe, in Seminole County at a private school. Um, or no, an elementary school. They tested positive. Fifth grade teachers tested positive for the coronavirus or one of them tested positive, the other one was, and they were the two, the only two in-person fifth grade teachers 
mm. for the school district. Oh, man. And so they had to quarantine the classes that they were teaching because yep. everyone else was already – they were doing the distance learning where it's live streaming the teachers um, to the kids at home. Up in Jacksonville yesterday, they discovered that there were two schools that um, kids had attended a house party last Monday – and, it's happening a lot, especially on college campuses. Well, these were high school and middle school kids, mm. and they, a bunch of them tested positive for coronavirus, and they had to yeah. quarantine a bunch of different kids. The schools would not say how many, but they there were reports that there was no social distancing. The house was packed with people, mm-hmm. and you know now they had to go into quarantine for – but middle school and high school kids had to be quarantined. That's all it takes, uh, one gathering like that, and you got a problem on your hands – and I also think it's really important to point out, and I mentioned this, I don't know what day I mentioned, I mentioned it at some point. I think There's been a lot going on in the last five I, months. I think I mentioned it on right. this station, maybe it was Washington, D.C., I can't remember. But anyway, you've got to delineate more so now than I think at any point uh, up to where we are with the virus because we've learned so much more about it. I think that it's important to delineate between elementary schools and middle and high schools because spread among students is much more uh, of a problem in middle and high schools than it potentially is in elementary schools. So you might be able to get away with more of a reopening when it comes to the younger students where it doesn't pass student to student as easily or student to teacher. But when you get to middle and high school, uh, we know they can spread it. And and that's where you're going to see a lot of the problems that and college campuses. I think it was yeah. Notre Dame yesterday had to delay or I think they had there's eight states that now have colleges that have had to shut down already. Well, the University of North Carolina, I mean, that the day that the student newspaper puts out the editorial uh, essentially saying this whole thing is a giant cluster F and right. they and they spelled it out yeah. in, in title, uh, UNC has to shut everything down. And I don't know if they've made a determination on sports, but they're in the ACC and that was one of the conferences that was still trying to move forward. How's that going to work? He, I, I, and it, Notre Dame, too. They're yeah. they're going to be teaming up with the ACC. They're an independent. But for this season, they're, they were going to work with the ACC. I don't know how that how that happens. I mean, they're going to lim- limit games and stuff, which is a lot of their – they're going to play, like, in-conference games and stuff. But, yeah. like, you can't – I don't see how they're going to go forward having fans back in the stands if you've got, you know, house parties going on well, Georgia, on the weekends. I think it was Georgia that announced they're going to allow – maybe it was 20,000 students or so to the games or, or fans to the game. Well, don't forget, at, the, at these college games, they've got huge stadiums. They can seat 100,000 people. Yeah, so yeah. If, you, if you could see 80,000, 100,000 people, you could spread people out. But the problem isn't going to be necessarily inside. It's going to be people gathering before games. Exactly. I went to and UF, yeah. and you know we crowded into the, the swamp, yep. the bar, before we ever went into the swamp, the stadium. Yeah. And vice versa. So I that's you. Do, so you don't have maybe the bar option now. I don't know what the deal is in Georgia, but in Florida you wouldn't have that. But then you're just going to have the house parties. Yeah, you and know, fraternities and sorority pre-game. parties. Exactly. Right. So that's the problem that the uh, colleges are having. Then there's this debate over face coverings in schools, and there was a lawsuit that was filed. Yep. Uh, wh- wh- what do you know about that lawsuit? Is that is that one that could upend the whole thing no or? i don't think so okay because i looked at the language of yesterday it was filed by the same one of the same attorneys that filed 
lawsuits against the county when we first did the face mask covering oh right ordinance. i thought that name was familiar yeah and it was some of the language they used was i think i might have thrown away the copy of the complaint but in any event he used a lot of language was very inflammatory about you know the mask wearing and uh the fact that here it is right here um there's not one single instance anywhere in the entire world where one single school teacher has contracted COVID 19 from a student zero cases anywhere on planet earth this lawsuit seeks to protect children from an irrational policy that proposes to protect them but has the actual effect of actually harming children that's actually language from the actual mm. lawsuit um itself they're making the same argument that they did that it's unconstitutional it's violating the parents rights obviously the counter argument to that is it's a public safety emergency yeah. and it's a measure that the school district is allowed to uh, employ but now hillsborough county schools they are offering up some exemptions it, it, you really have to fit the criteria to get one for your child not to have to wear a mask uh but they do have that option right. for students who really have some kind of a medical condition a behavioral condition something like that where it's just not going to work and and then maybe there are ways where they can isolate those students or keep them apart from the rest you know i don't know i'm sure those are things that they're right. trying to figure the, out but the the in the big other big stories this lawsuit going on in tallahassee now where they finally moved to a hearing yeah where does that stand that's the teachers union suing the state of florida about the reopening right and they heard from a bunch of teachers and medical experts today this was the first day of the hearing the judge if you remember ordered both sides to the he refused to dismiss the case um by the governor uh in terms of the school the teachers union the florida education association however he did order them to mediation on monday and tuesday that blew up on its face, which was no surprise to me. And so now today they lined up all the – they did a video conference uh, hearing where they heard from teachers from Orange County, one of our own school board members here in Hillsborough County. And basically they're making the same argument as they should not be forced into going back to schools in person. Now the governor's attorneys are kind of – sliding back what they think the original order means is that because Richard Corcoran, the education commissioner, and Governor DeSantis issued mm -hmm. that order saying that every school must have an in-person yeah. class option. His lawyer kind of dialed that back a bit saying, well, we're not telling, you know, all the schools to have, you know, that, that they need to have in-person classes. They literally told Hillsborough County schools that. Yeah, and they threatened to take away their, their funding. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know where that that's going to fall, but the judge... You know, he's having a hearing today and tomorrow. He's going to hear from the state um, side of this, the state's case and defense. And I read the um, reporting uh, from News Service Florida saying that he is going to consider this over the weekend because timing is everything in his case. Mm -hmm. Because you have already, I think it was 16, more than a dozen school districts have already yeah. opened. And a lot more on the 24th. Right. And you have six about um, – Another dozen will open this week, and also most of them will be open by August 31st. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if the, he issues an order saying that you don't need to reopen, what does that do to all the plans that are already in place? Because you yeah, had, does Hillsborough go back to the four week delay instead of the it, one week it's delay? Possible, and then you yeah. have student, you know, some parents that have signed up because almost every district I've been covering, they have the three tier option: yeah. in person, the live stream, or the traditional virtual learning. So, if they say that, you know. And I think he's going to have to do it either county by county or some metric to say if you're under a certain percent positivity, then you can uh, go ahead and not have in-person classes. Mm -hmm. There's no one magic solution, I think. He's got to be very piecemeal yeah. about it and very surgical. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.